All right, welcome in. It's ESPN 1000. Xander Hanley, Jake Cantu on a gray Sunday. You know, Brian, yesterday a couple of solo home runs would not have helped. Why? Because we don't have the pitching. We didn't yesterday. And that's the only distinction. If we're going to talk about home runs and if they matter or not, a couple of home runs yesterday would not have mattered because we got beat up. You know what also would have uh, does matter? Hits. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and and, and that goes into the argument. Look, yeah. look, hits, home runs, whatever. If it results in runs scored, that helps. Yeah. Duh. I, I mean, I don't want to get George upset because we the, the home run debate we had yesterday. One hit against Dane Dunning. God bless. It was the Dane Dunning revenge game, right? It, uh, it was somewhere. Fred Huber was smiling. By the way, I tell you, I tell you, I tweeted this yesterday, and I think you jumped on it too. Uh, it, it's like Dane Dunning is making us remember who he is and uh, making us lament about where our offense went from last year before the All Star break. It's you the know, same old, same old. Thank, thank God! Thank God! The All Star break's coming like in a week because this team is tired and needs a rest. So I can't <laughs> no, wait. No, no, no. We've done that already, and oh, we've really? also done the easy schedule thing. Oh, we're running oh. out of excuses, Brian. We have no more. What's the next one? I'm um, not sure. Yeah. I, you know what? Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Is there something else we can use? Is there another excuse we can throw into oh, the no. mix? I, I, I think are we out all- of them? I think this all-star break couldn't come at a better time because this team really needs just to regather, take a breath, relax uh, a couple days, and then go get them. You know, Brian, I cannot tell now. Now, Dane Dunning did have himself a decent game, but did he have himself a great game or do we just still suck? I can't. Do you understand what I mean? It's hard to tell now who's having a good performance or if it is us. I, I think it's a little bit of both yesterday. Well, I think okay. he had a great game. However, come on, here's a guy who came in. What was his record? One and four? One, one and five? And six. One and well, six? I, yeah. I, the one is correct. I think it might be... I mean, yeah, whatever it was. He only had one win. Um, four runs in three games against a team that's eight games under five hundred. Mm-hmm. I mean... Not um, known for their pitching. Not known actually, for their pitching. Actually, 11 games under five hundred. If they're scoring at home. Um... Not a good Texas team is what I'm trying to the say. The Sox are not scoring at home either. Well, and they're not at home right now. So, see, now you're you're playing a bad team on the road, and that used to be a formula for success. In, in what right, that was our only hope, right? We're yeah. not at home. We're playing yeah. a bad team away yeah. from our very own home, because, so we're good. Because you're 23 and 32 against good teams, winning record teams. That's not good. 25, 29 at home, not good enough. On the road... 29-24, bad Texas team, bad Dane Dunning, bad Chicago White Sox offense. Well, bad, uh, again, bad Dane, Dane uh, Kopech was horrible. And Dane Dunning, I think he had himself a decent game, but I think we helped him too. One hit? I mean, a, a, a grounder, an infield single, I know, right? I, know. You, I mean, <laughs> that, We should be able to do better. I, I That, that I, isn't Justin Verlander out there. I mean, right. good Lord. So. I hate to say this, but I'm watching that game last night. Oh, come on. You don't hate to say it. I'm going to say it. Chuck <laughs> Chuck, and Dr. Oz were, you know, kind of like they're beside themselves after the game. And Chuck actually tweeted out, I mean, one hit, come on. Yep. And I'm, I did, too. I was like, good Lord. I, I told you I thought the line smelled yesterday. The, the Kopech going against Dunning and uh, Sox need these wins and they're good on the road and that's a bad team. 
minus 120, and 67% of the money line bets were on the White Sox. And it's all sent for nothing, and you don't even have the good intention of putting a hit, another hit on the board against Dane Dunning uh, after the first one. This team, as I'm watching it, that was it for me. Mark, August 6th, that's the day not the music died, the day the White Sox died. I can't buy into any more of it. I can't buy into Rickon, shame on you. Well, we have cha- championship caliber. We don't need any help here. This is like that Seinfeld uh, episode. I'm out. Yeah, you're out. You just yeah, slammed master, the I'm the counter. master of my domain. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm out. Kramer. I'm out. I'm out. Yeah, I, I, I put my money down. I'm done. I'm, I'm, Dane, I'm Dane Dunning. Um, that, that's it. I'm sorry. You can't you can't have games like this. And and I know Michael Kopech grew up watching the Rangers from and he grew up in Longview, Texas. And Jake is that close by where you grew up? I and don't he know. lives in Tyler, Texas. Uh, yeah, it's about an hour away. Yeah. Okay, I mean, and I get after the game, he talked about well, he had family and friends there, and you know, he felt pressure to put on a show for him. I and, would I would like him to speak up and enunciate a little. It well, was really hard to. I know he had a disappointing game, but it's like pitch- speak up, bud. Well, okay, I, so I get it was his homecoming of sorts and all. Is the whole team from Tyler, Texas? Because nobody, I mean, okay. Yeah, uh, uh, There's Bell, our hey. next excuse. They're yeah, not yeah. from there. Yeah, well, he, he was sweating like a horse washed out. Uh, if you saw a horse going up to the starting gate washed out, like he was sweating like that, you don't bet the horse. Yeah, that The horse is nervous and sweating at the track, and it's hot, and even though it's air-conditioned in that, indoor stadium yeah there's only so much air conditioning can do in a big place like that right oh, when it's I mean, like 110 outside like, or whatever it was but when he when he offered up the the excuse well you know i guess i was nervous in front of my uh, family and friends okay come on now um i the whole team's from tyler Texas, again I'm, so. I'm surprised you made that out i could not understand what he was saying well i, I but i'm done um you know i i was baptized catholic and um we used to call it the um the uh, last rites. I believe they now call it the anointing of the sick. Um, I need a page of priest and get him down to, to Arlington and say some prayers and get the oil out because this team is, if not done, I, I say they're done. I say, yeah, I'm, I'm going to try to eulogize. If you were eulogizing this team, if you bought into the fact that they're, they're 2022 seasons dead, what you try to say nice things about a, a person after they die if you're given the eulogy, right? Mm. Yeah. It'd be a short. It'd be a short eulogy. What could you say? <laughs> could you go five Quato? minutes? Quato. Okay, and he won't be here next year. Okay, that's um, that's fine. But there, I mean, you know, uh, there there are not enough consistent bright spots. Well, I'm just saying the eulogy would be very short. Because yeah, it would be short. This was uh, this what the expectations coming in this season have never been even close to realized. And on Monday or Tuesday, Rick Hahn, after it did nothing on the deadline, talked about we still have. You know, I said that's tripe. Don't 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 tell me you have championship caliber talent on this team when you've been a 500 team since a year ago All Star break. But next week's All Star break, thank God. And, and you know, Brian, I'm going to bring up something that uh, uh, on the day of the trade deadline, I tweeted today's MLB trade deadline will tell White Sox fans exactly how serious the front office right. is about winning this year. So far, it's been lip service, and I brought this back up today that we were going to talk about this. It is glaring that. They didn't do enough, and Rick Hahn seemed to get the message out that it was like, okay, our targets, it didn't work out. How about a plan B? How about a plan C? How about a plan D? It, it seemed like they had one plan, and if it didn't work, that's fine. You think these other uh, teams that acquired assets at the trade deadline didn't have plan Bs, plan Cs, plan Ds? 
We have not had an indication from the front office that winning is that important to us when we see other teams doing whatever it takes. See, but if, if Rick Hahn is looking this, at this critically and, and objectively and, and basically said, I, I don't need to make ma- major moves because we're not beating the Astros, we're not beating the Yankees, we might not even win the division, and, and right now it doesn't look like you will. You're three games back again in third because you can't go three games over 500. There's apparently some rule in the White Sox handbook that you can't two games over 500. You have to lose a game. That is a mental block right there. Yeah. Well, it, it, it's just the, who this team is and what this team is. So I'm okay with Rick Hahn not making moves. If he believed that this team's going nowhere, but he's but saying then, he's, he's not doing one thing and saying another. That's right. But don't come out and tell me, but, that's, you know, but yeah. we've got this championship see, that that's, you know, it's a lot of hooey. Right. Right. And, and, and see, and, and, while I understand that and I get that and I agree with you, I'm also thinking, you know, looking at this tweet, it's like, you know what? Yes, you're saying one thing, you're doing or not doing the other. There were, there must have been something he could have done. And, and I'm taking to, exception to the fact that they did not do something bigger at the trade deadline. A lot well, of fans he's are. Like, he's like his team. He went down to the clubhouse and said, and, and Tony LaRusso said, well, Rick Hahn went in there and basically apologized, but told everyone he tried hard, and, and, and that's what he did. The front office tried hard. This team tries hard. I mean, I'll, at least I'm going to – I'll give them that. They yeah. keep saying they're trying hard and they're grinding. And they, they, I mean, Jose Abreu said it again yesterday. You know, Jose uh, Abreu is trying hard. I know I don't is, think but, there's anybody else on the team trying at that level. Okay, Maybe but, Johnny Cueto. That's the bare minimum. Yes, it is. Should have. Yeah. Whatever sport, whatever whatever career you're in, try hard. And that doesn't mean you're going to be a Hall of Fame uh, player or manager. What? You don't get credit. I mean, you shouldn't get credit for trying hard, Rick Hahn. Or you shouldn't get the players. Well, they try hard and they're grinding. This team is not going to the World Series. No, I don't think they're winning the division. I think they're dead. I think yesterday I anointed them. I, I gave them the last rites of an old school. I certainly. Now, will you be able to take that back if something no. unexpected happens? No, no, because no? they're not. They're You're not done. winning. The, they're You're not winning the, They're certainly not winning. They're the world not winning the world. Look, I, and, and I that World Series ship has sailed a long time ago for me. I think we talked about that weeks ago. I, I, I said, "There's no way." There's and no that's, way. Apparently, Rick Hahn believed it too, because he didn't do a damn thing at the trade deadline. Okay, got Deekman. You know, have a parade for that. I don't. Whatever. And and you know, th- I'm just saying that watching that game against that pitcher yep. against that team, and you generate one hit, and Michael Kopech is sweating because family and friends are in the box seats. You know, excuse, excuse, excuse. Uh, done. I'm yeah. done. I'm I'm out. I I just I I don't tell me about 19 games against crap teams. Don't tell me about. All the excuses games. are gone, Brian. We've already yeah. talked about that. Right. We're looking oh, for new ones. They're all September, gone. September, we got division teams again. That's We'll make that no. run. We'll make them pay. Um, you know, the other two teams won yesterday, right? Um, uh, so so they made you pay for, for, your, for your crap outing, too. Hey, I mean, we, we've, got, uh, we've got our old buddy Dan and Barrington wants to jump on here on ESPN 1000. Uh, Dan, you want to talk about TA? Boy, I agree with you, pal. Yeah, here, yeah. Hey, here, here's my point. Morning, guys. Great show. Um, and not going to rip anyone again today because I'm liking what I'm hearing. But I do have, I do have a question. Anyone that knows Steve Stone, his snark and his uh, his comment. So last night he called out Tim Anderson. He didn't have to say Tim Anderson being lazy. 
Right. But he made a comment in the seventh inning that he said a normal player who busted out of the box mm-hmm. would have been safe. This is the fifth time he's called this guy out in the last four weeks. Yep. So I, I know he's a sacred cow, and I know we're not allowed to say this, but in every metric and every point of watching a baseball player, Nico Horner is a way better player than him this year. Nico Horner is heading towards a five-and-a-half war season. Tim Anderson's heading towards a two. Now, I don't want to hear about his sore leg because his mouth is never sore. I don't want to hear about his leg. I don't want to hear – he sucks at defense, by the way. Look at every metric. He's horrible. And he can't run. And he has no power like the rest of the team. So I, I know there's this thing of, oh, he's on a Hall of Fame track. Hall of Fame, my ass. Who this said that? Is, Dude, honestly, who said oh, that? Well, I've well, never actually, heard that. I'll tell, I'll, there's a couple guys who said it in town. Okay. And one of them was Brian's old partner in the morning on the other show. Well, he but, doesn't come. Okay, but I will tell you this. Just tell me, and this is, take a socks head off, take anything off. Is there anything in baseball besides running his damn mouth this season, I don't care what happened before, that Tim Anderson does better than Nico Horner? Because anyone that says yes, is a liar or a sock homer. Have a great day, guys. Okay, all right. You know, I don't, uh, I don't totally disagree. It, it has come to my attention this year that Tim Anderson ain't all what he's cracked up to be. Well, you at said least, he's, not, at he's least, not the team leader. He's not anymore, the team right? leader. Right. right. Yeah. He's not the team. I've been saying that for a while. Even right. even right. some at some points last year, it was like, eh, a little questionable for me. No doubt Abreu is the team leader, quiet as he may be. We don't hear from him much, but he's the team leader. But T.A. is having troubles in all different kinds of ways. Now, I've heard people bring up his personal life. I don't know what's going on in the man's personal life. I did uh, read some things, and it's... There's a uh, lot of stuff on the social media. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you know what? Uh, everybody, everybody has a backstory, you know, whatever. All I know is that Tim Anderson is not living up to what we thought T.A. was this year. And, uh, you know what, Dan may be right. I mean, I, I don't have side-by-side side with Nico Horner. Well, I've always been a fan I mean, of Nico Horner, well, and I, I, I think I that he's going to have a lot of great upside. And he's just getting started. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. so, you know, we, we talked about Tim Anderson not hitting home runs yesterday, averaging 16 each of the last five seasons. Uh, you know, he's got a, a body. He's got a record. He's got a resume. And those are the expectations. And you thought he set know, the expectations that he's now absolutely. living up, not living up to not living up to yep. at all. Whatever's yep. going on. Right. I mean, if, 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 if you have a messy personal life, you I, how do you leave that at the door of your office? I mean, and that's his office. Right. And so I'm not if it's life happens that, to everybody, Brian. Absolutely does. But uh, there are things you can control. But all I know is what, what I'm, I'm reading is something he could control, but I'll leave Absolutely. it Absolutely. Right but, but the point is, and Dan's right, I mean, all you can do is judge him and what he's doing currently. That's right. That's right. And he's not and, doing and good enough. Nope. Nope. Not even close to what we expected from TA number seven, the alleged leader of the team. He ain't. No way. He was the, I mean, the record used to be when he was in the lineup, they had a winning record, and it was. And we were saying you know, that at the beginning of the year. It was, Boy, I that, mean, that it was, faded fast, didn't it? It, it? Like it was, it was not just you know over five hundred. It was an impressive percentage, yeah. right? Yeah. He was the straw that stirred the drink, right? Right. It wasn't the, you know Dexter Fowler. He go, we go, but it was kind of that way, right? right. Uh, when Joe Madden used to say it, and you, you mentioned Joe Jose Abreu. Why aren't we talking about him being in the last year of his contract at 34 years old? Well, away? we have I mean, to. We don't want to, but we have to. But we haven't been. I mean, is it just slam dunk, fait accompli? He's coming back, and for how many years and how much money? And 
And, and what what do you do with Andrew Vaughn if you're going to re-up him for three? I mean, you're right. We, on the north side, we sweat this stuff all the time. It's I the mean, elephant in the room. Well, you know why we haven't talked about that? Because we have bigger, serious, uh, more immediate no, they're, issues they're, they're in that this team is nothing like no. we were told it would be. 312-332-3776. We're back to take your phone calls on the White Sox. We'll talk about Jose Abreu and his future. Here with the White Sox, Andrew Vaughn, and anything else you want to jump in on, we've got Paul Sullivan coming up with us at 10.30. We're here until 1. We've got a full boat, three-hour show here on ESPN 1000. We'll be right back. There are millions of places to get ESPN Chicago. There are smart speakers, phones, podcasts, standing in front of the old National Bank studio on State Street. Hello. There's Twitch.tv, FMHD, and of course, the original ESPN 1000 on the AM dial. We're glad you found us. And so are these very patient hosts, Mark Zander and Brian Hanley. Bring out Jadine! Bring out Jadine! Bring out Jadine! There's one. Ninefence. I'm not dead. What? Nothing. Here's your ninepence. I'm not dead. There. He says he's not dead. Yes, he is. I'm not. He isn't? Well, he will be soon. He's very ill. I'm getting better. No, you're not. You'll be stone dead in a moment. <laughs> oh, I can't take him like that. It's against regulations. I don't want to go on the car. Oh, don't be such a baby. I can't take him. I feel fine. Well, do us a favour. I can't. Well, can you hang around a couple of minutes? He won't be long. No, I've got to go to Robinson's. They've lost nine today. Well, when's your next run? Thursday. You think I'll go for a walk? You're not fooling anyone, you know. Look, please know something you can do. I feel happy. I feel happy. <laughs> Oh, thanks very much. Oh, <laughs> See you on Thursday. Right. One of the best movies, definitely in my top five of all time. Oh, absolutely. Monty Python, Holy Grail. Life of Brian, pretty good, too. But Life of Brian is a close second. But, but I'm, I'm, that's how I feel. Yeah, no, no, uh, I, I, I get it. I'm going to go for a walk where the White Sox don't walk. We know that. So. I'm getting better. No, you're not. Don't keep telling me. <laughs> right. Don't tell me the schedule's getting better and you're playing better. And you're but dead. But I'm happy. No, and no, no, you're not. No, you're and, not. And, and, yeah, no, you're, not. You're, you're done. You're and done. you're done. And I'm not happy watching this anymore. And August 6th was the day the White Sox died in 2022. So, the, the, I mean, we've gone through the 15 games and 14 days against the division. And, boy, we're going to show them. Uh, 19 games against uh, We've had some, teams. Yeah, the easy games, right? Wait the easy part of the healthy. schedule, quote-unquote. Oh, until we all get healthy. Yeah. That's, that <laughs> right. happened this week, right? And and meanwhile, four runs and three games against a bad, bad All those excuses. Team. I've got them listed, and they're they're all checked off. Yeah, no, not good. Um, again, the eulogy wouldn't be very long. Uh, well, you know, this White Sox team, they always made us laugh. You know, they lit up a room. Um, Josh Harrison smiled. Yeah, Cueto, <laughs> the old guy that uh, the little engine that uh, we didn't yeah, think old, could could the 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 guy uh, the, the wily veteran. I mean, there there are certain things you could say. Dylan you, Cease is awesome. That we cannot. Right. That you no. are you are not going to take that away from me, pal. But 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 the service would be short because you'd hit about three highlights. So you yeah, that's it. Be, right. You wouldn't sing the praises of Rick Hahn or Tony Larusa or you know fill in any player here because they've all had up and down seasons. Jose Abreu, I'll give you. But, you know, the fact that he is in the last year of a three-year contract 
We have a Twitter poll today. One of them is, uh, will both Jose Abreu and Andrew Vaughn be on the Sox next year? Jose in the last year's contract. Andrew Vaughn playing out of position because Jose Abreu, Abreu likes to play first base, and that should be the home of Andrew Vaughn. Um, will they both be on the roster, yes or no, next year? And if you're bringing Jose Abreu back, can't you make the argument that you need to to trade Andrew Vaughn and get as much as you can for him because you can't have him patrolling the outfield for the next three years the majority of the time? Yes, you can, especially because if we if we bring back Jose, which he's 35, uh, he'll be 36 in January of 23. Isn't he 34? But anyway, he's, no, he's 35. Like- so uh, if you bring back Jose... Okay, and you platoon him more so, but he's still a good glove. At some point, that's going to disappear, and you only find that out once they're playing, and it's like, okay, he's no longer good at first base. Well, and then we start to see that a little bit this year, but he still wants to play first base, so you can't. Yeah, we saw a little, Brian. I, I, I have not, I have not felt that he has definitely degraded to the point to where he's just a DH now. I'd rather Eloy play that. But the point here is, let me make this point. You bring back Jose, then he is a first base platoon. Okay, so the other side of it is Andrew plays first base. Where else does he play, especially if you have Eloy still, which should be more DH than left field? Something has to give. What gives? I think Eloy gives. You, You don't think they bring him back? I think we need to trade him to uh, get what we can for. Well, he can't. He's a free agent. So he's, you know, he's done. So. Wait, Aloy? Oh, no, not Aloy. I'm no, I'm saying, no, 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 no. I'm yeah, saying, yeah. I'm saying trade Aloy and oh, get okay. what you can for Aloy Jimenez. All right. Well, I, I just, uh, the first base issue to me is Abreu. Well, you see how two, those pieces fall. That's my point. Right. But I mean, the next two or three years. He still wants to play first base. Like Frank Thomas, you know, he didn't want to be a full-time DH. And no, he talked about how not. difficult it was for him right. mentally to stay mm-hmm. in a game between at-bats. He'd go in the cage and he didn't feel comfortable. And it wasn't an easy transition for him. But, I mean, we're just assuming that, I guess, Bray's back because he's the leader and the heart and soul. And he, he's a big part. Look, it, it, it would be like losing Rizzo as as you did on the right. north side. You, you know, that's our that's our guy. I mean, as a fan, I would like to see him brought back. Right, but but, but then, I don't know, I, and it would be totally consistent with what we've seen from this front office to bring him back and not and, to consider and, the other pieces like an Andrew Vaughn. See, that's the thing. The yeah. easy thing is just it's a slam dunk. Of course, of course he's coming back. He's the face of the team, and he's a great leader, and he's a great man, and I, I applaud and, and support all He's uh, one of the very few bright spots this year. Right. But the fact of the matter is he, the next contract he signs is going to be his last one, yes, I assume. Yeah. And, and so you have a young player has a lot of ability in Andrew Vaughn, I, I, I don't like that idea of, I mean, if, if Jose's back, I guess I'm making the argument that Vaughn's got to go because he's worth a lot and you can start getting some pieces see, and moving forward. Yeah, see, I don't agree. I say Vaughn stays, Aloy goes, and Vaughn and Jose both go back and forth DH and playing first base. Get Vaughn out of uh, the field. Hey, we've got to get to a call. Uh, Ron's been waiting for a while. On the south side, welcome in. You're on ESPN 1000, Ron. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, Ron. Hey, 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 long time, Brian. Look here real quick. I, you know, I, I know what Jose uh, Rayo means to the team, but we, we haven't done anything with it. I, I, I really think uh, – I, I don't bring him back. I just go with – so at some point you have to put um, Andrew Vaughn 
uh, at, at first base. This team has to get better uh, defensively, so that means you can put him at first. And Eloy, him, and, he's going to DH. He gets, I mean, you know, the math, no, you're going to DH. But, but real quick, guys, is um, what really disturbed me when Rick Hahn said, oh, we have enough. Oh, As if we, but, but, the, but the thing is, we're we looking at this crap. And, right. and I'm like you, uh, Brian, but, you know, after yesterday, but, but, but lastly, because I know we're, but guys, uh, they're not going to the playoffs. So the whole World Series or bus, to me, for yesterday, that begins the bus. This team is a bus. You got two guys hitting about 200 with Yasmani Grandal and, and, and Yohan Mankata, no matter who they brought in, no matter who they brought in. At All Star break. This is this is just a a, a, a a dead ball club. So thanks, guys. Thanks, Ron. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. You know, the more the more I think about it, the more what I said for me makes sense. That Eloy, you're going to get a good amount for him. He's the one that has been very injury prone. If well, you can get a, if you can get a big return for him and platoon Jose and Andrew between DH and first base. And get yourself a stud left fielder. But the other GMs know he's injured. You know, his well, I know, history. but I mean, it's not for me to say how much we would get for him. We have to. I would like to look at that possibility first before we get rid of Andrew Vaughn or yeah. Jose. Well, I, I, again, it's interesting because on the north side, we we have these con- season long conversations about who's going, who's staying, who's a free agent, what can you get for him? Oh, they didn't trade Contreras. Now they got a qualifying offer and a compensatory pick. Not good enough. I mean. I'm with you. Everyone's still chasing the holy grail of, of a World Series. Yeah, the louder the noise is the big disappointment of the team. It's so hard to concentrate on Abreu's future when we are just still lamenting how bad this all turned out. But the GM tells us on Tuesday everything's fine. And that's, why, and that's why that tweet for me came back because yeah. I know what you said is you get that they did not try to do too much because, and in his heart of hearts, he does not believe anything big is going to happen. I want him to walk the walk because he's talked the talk. And he should have done more at the trade deadline, and I would have challenged him to have a, a plan B, C, D, whatever the case is. It doesn't seem like they did. They had a few targets. Things didn't line up perfectly, which they rarely do. And they said, oh, you know what, we tried, sorry. Well, the, and he also challenged the team to have the swagger and get back to swagger. Yeah, was, right. where, where's that last night? One hit, Dane Dunning. Well, we've heard it. Does the swagger come first, then the wins, or do the wins help the swagger? I mean, it depends. Or neither. Right. Yeah. 312-332-3776. John is on hold. We'll get to him when we get back. Remember, we'll talk to Paul Sullivan at 1030. Um, we're already there. Wow. Yes, we yeah, are. Yeah, that's right. Yet Yesterday, we started at 9. You see this clock thing is... So odd. Anyway, Should we get well, our caller in quick, right? Yeah, yeah. Why don't, yeah. Now that I've realized what time it is, yes, we shall get John in from Glenview. Hey, John, you're on with the uh, uh, ESPN 1000 with Xander and Henley. Morning, guys. Good show. Interesting conversation. Uh, I'm with Xander all the way on it. Abreu is probably your most consistent player on that team. I, I think you could take out the word probably. He's, he's consistent Agreed. as hell. Agreed. And... He's a much better defensive first baseman than Frank was. That was another. Mm-hmm. He's a very good defensive first baseman. Mm-hmm. I called Carmen and Yurko early on in April, and I said I would have traded Moncada. I think that 
the horses left the barn in that one. Yeah, right. I know he's, sure. got, he's got a contract, but I would do the same thing. I I think if you left Vaughn, uh, yeah, Andrew in the left, he wouldn't kill you. But I somebody's got to go. And it, yeah. I had a conversation last week. We're up in Lake Geneva playing golf, and Good I told you. the one guy, you might want to blow it up. You know, he, he's going, what are you talking about? I said, okay, I... You've got a lot to look at there. That starting rotation, you know, which two guys, obviously, uh, Dylan Cease, Kopech's up and down. I mean, there's a lot of work for that team. You're yeah. going to keep Giolito. Lynn's so an older guy. Yep, yep. Yeah, Lynn, Lynn's an older guy with a lot of mileage, but he signed. So it's... Uh, it's going to be a work of work of progress and take a while. Hey, yep. Thank you, John, Thanks, for the phone call. You know what? Uh, it, it Initially, it seems like the north side has all the work, but that's not the case at all. The south side has a fair amount of work to do as well. As Brian has officially called this team dead. We'll talk to Paul Sullivan next here. It's Xander and Hanley on ESPN 1000. We're taking your calls, too. 312-332-3776. Welcome back to Xander and Hanley on ESPN Chicago. Chicago's home for sports. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Welcome back into ESPN 1000. Mark Xander, Brian Hanley, joined by Paul Sullivan of the Tribune. We got to talk about these White Sox. Paul if you've been listening, Brian has declared them officially dead. They're done. Shame They're them. done. It, just Shame like that Seinfeld rights. episode. He he slapped the money on the table and said, I'm out. I gave him the yeah. last rites last night. Uh, he got the oil out, said some prayers, and uh, I'm trying to figure out the eulogy. What a good Catholic boy you are, Brian. Yeah. The, the, Who would give so the, the eulogy? eulogy. <laughs> it's going to be a short one. There's not too many good things you'd say about this. And who would it's give been it? Painful. Would we make Rick fun. Hahn do it? Got to be Reinsdorf, right? <laughs> oh no, no, Eminem guy. Eminem guy. Oh, Eminem man. Just be on the plate. Yeah. <laughs> City Limo. He's guy. been one yeah. of the consistencies. Well, he moved his feet this year. He's over on yeah. the uh, first base side or third, third base. base side. Yeah, yeah. Base side. near the Sox dug at now. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, sorry. Before we uh, you get your take on the uh, on the White Sox, I got to tell you that the Vin Scully Vin Scully column today. I was watching the Cubs game Friday when they played the video of his 1998, uh, you know, conducting the seventh inning stretch in honor of Harry after Harry's passing. And it moved me a bit. And, and just a wonderful calm today. And, and, you know, you were around Vin forever because you've been a veteran scribe forever covering baseball. Um, he he appeared, I've, I've met him a couple of times and, and sure, you know, been in the press room, dining room, but he really seemed to be the humble guy that, that everyone believes him to be, right? I mean, there was not a, a phony bone in this in Vince Scully's body. Oh, yeah. I mean, I can't claim to know him that well, uh, just from, you know, seeing him in the booth and stuff and saying hello. And, you know, it was an honor to meet a guy like him. And having got to know Harry a little bit, uh, you know, I, I, I always use that as an end. But, uh, no, he was nice to everyone. You could walk in the booth and talk to him as he got ready for the game. That was, that was one of the things that bothered me when Marquis came over. Uh, the first year um, of the broadcast, they put a sign on the booth, uh, you know, do not disturb, do not come in, do not enter, That's so that we couldn't go talk to uh, Lenny. And I, I always told Lenny, you know, really. And it, he said, that's not my call. But 
uh, he was a very per- personable person, and uh, you know, it's really a really a sad week for baseball. You know, as a kid, him calling the national games, and then I actually moved out to California and lived there for a couple of years and adopted the Dodgers as a local team for as long as I was out there, three baseball seasons, I think. It was such a comfort to hear that man's voice. Yeah. And, and the stories that, I mean, he yeah. had so many stories. Yeah, you, you can tell guys now are just reading, like, notes from the media guide sometimes. But, uh, you know, he had the real goods. And, uh, I, you know, there's we're, it's almost the end of an era. There's not too many guys left like that anymore. And um, it's a shame. And I will say this about Harry, and you know it, Sully. If he liked you, great. If he didn't care for you, he didn't yeah. like it. Get the get the hell out of my booth. He would tell. I knew one guy who told that too, and it was like, yeah, uh, yeah. Harry, Harry didn't. Harry made no. a quick decision on you. We and thankfully he liked me, and we shared some pops on the road, and you know his limo and everything else. And he was, it was everything. He was larger than life off the air too. Yeah, and obviously they're preparing for the game, uh, so that is part of, part of the reason they're trying to kick people out of the booth. But, you know, I mean, the beat writers, I thought uh, they're part of the press box. <laughs> so yeah. that is part of the press box that they're working in. So I don't know, just a pet peeve of mine and really apropos of nothing. But uh, God bless Vince Scully, and I just really loved watching all the tributes this week. Yeah. So, Paul... Tell us, make sense of this whole thing that they were not active at the trade deadline, the White Sox were talking about, as active as everybody wanted them to be. But Rick Hahn still believes, at least publicly, he's come out and said, we still believe we're a championship quality team. One does not equal the other. How do you make sense of that? Well, I mean, you got to look at it from his view. He's what's he going to say? He he didn't pull anything off. He's got to you know show that he believes in the team. Uh, that's basically the mo when teams don't do anything at the trade deadline. Right. Um, I to me the only really moves he could have made he should have made another reliever. Obviously, uh, uh, they did get Dykeman, who who's looked pretty good so far. Uh, could have gotten another lefty at bat. But, uh, you know, really the only positions are right field and second base. Josh Harrison uh, you know, had an awful start, but he hasn't been too bad right. in the last couple right. months. Uh, Sheets has really been their only home run hitter lately. Yeah. So uh, I think any move they would have made would have been a minor move. You weren't expecting well, to make right. a huge thing. Right, but the, but the point is that he... There were other things that they could have done. It doesn't. It didn't seem like they had a plan B or a C. You know, we we've brought up the possibility of Ian Happ on this program many times. Yeah, I was surprised something like that didn't happen. Well, I don't think they wanted to give up some prospects for a guy that might not be there uh, for the long term. Um, right. Is is my guess? I mean, I did talk to Han about it, but I'm not making excuses for him. Obviously, it looked bad that you didn't do anything at the deadline, especially when Minnesota made a few good moves, especially getting that closer uh, from Baltimore. So, yeah, it looked bad, but uh, I'm trying to look on the bright side. And He is right that this was a team that was picked to, you know, have the World Series aspirations at the start of the year. You look at the rotation, it's still five really solid names. Um, you look at the lineup now that everyone's healthy, you would think they would score more than four runs in three games. But, uh, you know, just for one reason or another, it just hasn't worked out. 
two-part question for you, Sully. Um, and you wrote about it earlier in the week after the trade deadline. Jed Hoyer on the north side said it wasn't a seller's market, and Rick Hahn said it wasn't a buyer's market. It can, I mean, and meanwhile, there was a hell of a lot of activity going up until five o'clock on Tuesday. How can both be true? And our one of our Twitter poll questions today is, which pitcher has the brightest future uh, here? Yeah, would it be Michael Kopech, Keegan Thompson, or Justin Steele? And you know, I know Kopech's been at it longer, and they're all 27, 26 years old. Um, right now, as a Cub fan, I wouldn't trade Steele or Thompson for Michael Kopech, either one. Uh, I'll, I'll take my chances with Steele and Kopech, or Steele and Thompson and see where that goes. Oh, yeah, I'm with you there. I, I'm really especially impressed with Keegan, uh, you know, his development over the last year. And, and Justin's, you know, right behind him. Uh, I still think Kopech's going to be a great pitcher, but uh, this is some growing pains for him. Uh, yesterday he was looked out of sync from the start and you know he had like almost 40 pitches in that one inning you could tell he was laboring and I I do understand that he was and he mentioned it afterwards you know pitching in front of his friends and family back home in Texas might have factored into it but you know you go through his line all season he never gives up more than a few hits in a game but he only pitches five innings because it takes him so many pitches to get through uh, the lineup so uh, until he becomes a you know a seven inning six seven inning pitcher, uh, you're, he's just going to be a guy that you think can be really great, but you're not really sure. You know he uh, he has been a overall disappointment. Compare him to Dylan Cease. Now he had a head start on Dylan, but then had some obviously issues with the Tommy John surgery and everything. What is his? Uh, do you think that he would be used as uh, maybe an asset to move this team forward once we get past this non-World Series season for the White Sox? <laughs> no, I, I don't. You mean trading him? Yeah, or right, right. I mean, because I, as I a fan right now, as a fan right now, Paul, I, I'm looking at okay, what? Who do we get rid of? What? What's our next step? Yeah, I wouldn't get rid of him. Um, not yet. Uh, it's his first. You got to look at it. It's his first season full season as a starter he he did it a little bit before the injury um but i think you got to give him some time um and you you look at his overall numbers he's still very hard to hit um it just seems like he gives up some ill-timed home runs Mm -hmm. he's much better when you know they give him some early support you can see and and that's the point too i i think uh, these pitchers will be unfairly measured in a way that uh, doesn't reflect the fact that the team hasn't supported him, which has been an issue this year for the White Sox. Yeah, and the guy you're going to trade, I would think, would be Gio, because he's going to be a free agent, and it doesn't seem like they're going to re-sign him, or it doesn't seem like they're even talking. So uh, I think he would be the guy that you would move. Sully, can you compare this team to another Cubs or Sox team that you covered where the expectations were such going in, and they've been a 500 team since a year ago, uh, all star yeah. break, and and yet they keep talking. And and Rick Hahn implored them to get the swagger back. I don't know how much swagger they've had necessarily. Um, you know, they made it. It was much easier last year, certainly. But uh, this team, it just it it stops and starts. They can't get three games over 500. There were six and four in April, and then they you know flirted with two games over twice. I mean, there's just no there there. I mean, they can keep talking about grinding and they're going to 
19 games against losing teams and 15 games against division division opponents and they'll make their hay and they, they didn't and they they aren't i i it, it's a certainly a frustrating team to watch if you're a fan oh definitely yeah i was out with uh some Sox fans the other night and uh they're just all <laughs> grousing about how disappointing it is um I do sometimes I, I think about them in comparison to the 04 Cubs because you know that was also a team with coming off that uh, you know playoff performance even though they lost to the, the Marlins they you know most players were back and uh, at that point everyone still liked Dusty um, <laughs> but you know that was <laughs> you don't need to go over all that the whole <laughs> thing with Steve Stone and uh, just it was nonstop controversies, always arguing with the umpires, uh, always, you know, looking askew at the media. And uh, I'm afraid to say this team is, is trending in that direction with, uh, you know, Tim Anderson hasn't talked lately. Uh, he wouldn't talk to us after he got suspended the other day. Um, it's just kind of like Tony LaRusso's personality is kind of like, you know, blending into the clubhouse a little bit it's, it's become a little bit more surly than it used to be with you know there are exceptions like you know liam and uh some of the guys but right. uh, really it's it's not the most media friendly team and, uh, and quickly any comparison to uh any recent Sox teams that you've covered over the years um I don't know. I guess it would be the 2001 Sox yeah. that, that were also coming off a mm-hmm. division title, and mm-hmm. then they uh, added uh, David Wells, which nope. was kind of like you know adding Milton Bradley to the Cubs that one year. It's just <laughs> like the worst person possible to add. So uh, I don't know. I, I could go over that whole season, but oh. you know that was the year Frank got injured, and Wells accused him of, of faking it, even though he had to have bicep surgery. It's just the whole. It was just a nightmare yeah, from start to finish, but it's always That's, something. Yeah, you, you just said about them adopting uh, and co-opting Tony LaRusso's personality at this point in his career. I mean that that is not what this team needs. And I know that the no. media relations went after you because Tony didn't speak the other day, and you simply tweeted out Tony LaRusso did not meet the media today, and now you're picking on the manager, and everyone's getting it up. On yeah. You. I mean, they're very defensive about Tony, and you know I, I can understand that because he has taken a beating um, on your station and the other sports station. And I got to give credit to your station uh, and NBC Sports Chicago for uh, you know telling it like it is. Uh, there's not too many uh, flagship stations or uh, you know outlets covering TV outlets covering their team that are allowed to say the things that you guys say and. I think that's what's, uh, you know, that's what Chicago fans want to hear. They don't want to hear the, you know, you know, brushing up everything. Everything's fine. They don't want to hear that when they can see with their eyes. It's not fine. So um, kudos to you guys for, you know, telling it like it is. Well, so far, so good. We're still employed. Nobody's coming in here to rip <laughs> us out of our studio chairs. Well, Paul, you'll get a call from Sox Media very soon, I'm sure. Yeah, well, uh, media relations. Somebody will. I, they won't call me directly, but we'll hear about it. No, uh, they'll uh, call Ryan Storff. He'll call your boss. Okay. Yeah. All right, that's how it goes. All right, thank you yeah. for the warning. Paul <laughs> Sullivan of the Tribune, thank you so much for joining us and talking You're about the, the best, White Sox. Sully. Yeah, thanks, Sully. Okay, uh, guys, thanks. We'll be, uh, we're late on break. We'll be right back taking your calls. Paul, lined up if you want to jump in 312-332-3776 it's espn 1000
Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is Xander and Hanley on Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN Chicago. This is breaking news on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN 1000. We go to our producer, Jake Cantu, for the breaking news. I have a feeling it has something to do with the south side. It indeed does. First starting off, uh, per Scott Merkin, Tim Anderson's suspension was reduced to two games on an appeal. So he will serve it today and then one of the games in the Kansas City uh, doubleheader. And then also... Uh, we got a move with the Sox. Tanner Banks has been optioned to AAA infielder Lenine Sosa from Charlotte. All right, up. good, good, good. So that means that uh, we'll see Lenine and maybe not Laori. Brian. Yeah, hopefully. And, and, and Tim Although Laori made a hell of a play yesterday. I'll give it to him. He made a hell of a defensive play. Didn't it, matter he, uh, anything because, you know, eight zip, <laughs> we got beat. But well, it was we, a nice play. We talked about it last weekend. He'd probably get one game taken off on the appeal, so he went from three mm-hmm. to two games. Yeah, and and right now he's what on an zero for fifteen with six strikeouts. So might as well serve. Him yeah, out. might as well sit sit him down, sit yeah. him down, let him chill out, give him uh, give him some cool out time. You know, uh, back to back to that real quick. Remember, Tony Larusa was saying something about on that suspension when Tim went after the ump. Yeah, after he got booted out, he said the ump was advancing toward Tim. I never went back to look at that. Did you bother to look at that to see if Tony was accurate with that? I, it, Tony it has was. gone out of his way to protect his players this year, which is him, uh, you know, he is exacting his, uh, uh, you know, influence on the team. Last year we thought he would adapt to the team, but now the team's adapting to his energy level, which isn't much. It's as not, we know. Good. Right, is right. not good. Right, right. Did you remember seeing that video? Was that the yeah, case or was it no. just they were, kind of ridiculous? I mean, they were, they were, it wasn't like, Either one would had two strides to take. They were nose to nose, and the bills of the cap touched. And right, you know, you just you can't do it. You can't. You right, can't. I don't care if the ump did take a half a step or whatever. For he Tim did, Anderson, I mean, what he did was wrong, and there's no way to glaze over that. There's just no, 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 no you, way. You're not, you're not winning that. I mean, you got a game shaved. Okay, that's fine, and that's probably about right. Yeah, but it's it was the umpire didn't come running and bumping you. It was you were in his grill, and you were going nose to nose and John and. There was contact, and you know, well, that the umpire isn't going to get a game. <laughs> He's not sitting down, nope. so you're going to be the, the losing end of that. That's one. our leader, Brian, on the south side, TA number seven. All right, Polly in Lake Forest wants to jump in on ESPN 1000. Hey, Polly. Hey guys, great show. Thanks for taking my call. I never heard Sully before. I kind of like him. Uh, Sully's he knows his stuff. He knows He's been his doing stuff. this for oh, forever. I mean, and, 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 there aren't many veteran scribes like that who are so old school and no filter, and he'll just tell you the way he feels. Exactly, that are willing to say it, uh, say what he feels. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this past weekend, I've been able to spend with uh, my ex, my buddy, ex major leaguer, pitched twelve years in the bigs. I played for Eddie Stanky in college, South Alabama. Wow. We know a little bit about oh. baseball, so. Here's here's what's going on with the Sox. This epitomized the whole weekend, and I had to watch baseball because I was with my buddy. And we mm-hmm. went to the Cubs on Friday. Oh, my God, what a waste of time. <laughs> that was a nice day. Yeah, it's a nice, I, we could have done Some vitamin D, you know. Could have gone out couldn't... on a boat and done the same thing. But. <laughs> and the right. beers wouldn't have been 14 bucks either on the right, boat, right? Right, right. A lot cheaper here's, than the cooler. We can encapsulate, epitomize uh, the, Cubs, uh, the White Sox season. Compare the heart that Johnny Cueto has with the heart 
that Giolito and Kopech have. Mm. Two emasculated, you know, 30-year-old guys that have no heart. I, I already heard the, it's always excuses with Kopech. Oh, I had friends and family. I was distracted, blah, blah, blah. I'm from Texas, blah, blah, blah. Always an excuse. Total diva. Giolito, too. I called in and told Fred a year or so ago whenever he was still on. They should have traded Kopech for Contreras straight up back then. Now you're not going to get anything for Kopech. Everybody knows he's a bum. Everybody knows that everything's got to be perfect for him to succeed. Same with Giolito. And let me add one more thing, if I may. Yep. And it's a tight fraternity in the bigs. The whole league knows about Tim Anderson having two girlfriends and fathering a kid with one of them. Now, this guy portends to be this religious dude and all that. I mean, you can't have it both ways. And the Josh Donaldson thing, it had something to do with that. I'm just going to tell you that. The, the uh, interesting. Of, okay. We appreciate the, yeah. we appreciate the call. Yeah, I, thanks, Paulie. Um, look, that, we don't, we don't that's know. The, that's all speculation. We have no idea. We're just... The rumors that are floating around are available to everybody and, on social media. And, right, and right, right, right. So, and, and, and we and look. We, I, I have no. I, I don't know Tim Anderson. I don't. I have never met him. Um, but, and and going know. back to the Josh Donaldson thing, although I appreciate Paulie's comment, I mean that's just you know this behind us, whatever. The, but, the more important issue here is that Tim Anderson is not playing to his previous um, uh, abilities. Uh, what we've seen, he has not been able to reach that this year. He is not our leader, and he is an issue. One of many going, on this team. Whatever's going on, even yeah. if it's just baseball, it's right. not It's not the Tim Anderson you need to have. And there had to, not only what we're used to seeing, there should be another level for Tim Anderson yep. or two. Right? And we I were mean, hoping that we, he would reach that. Look, he was a batting right. champ. What more do what else, what other Greatness can he achieve? Well, we're not even at back at that batting uh, championship level right now. So, you know, is there, it, but is there it's tough there, to watch? I, I was thinking about this watching Kopech last night, and and Paulie, I, I, is there a, a a bit of diva to Kopech? I you mean, know, he he seems like you know we, we were all anticipating his arrival, right? Watched him coming up through the system. Couldn't wait till he got here. He was going to be a starter. He was going to be your ace. That didn't. Go go smoothly the way everyone anticipated. Let's but now he's let's in- jump into that after yeah. break. We're, we'll take a uh, we've got uh, phone calls. If you want to jump in three one two three three two three seven seven six. But I want to dive into this. Is Michael Kopech a bit of a diva? The excuses, you know, how is this landing with you? What we heard yesterday. We'll uh, be back in two minutes here on ESPN one thousand.